Hello, I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. On September 7, 1862, Robert E. Lee and the Army of Northern Virginia had crossed the Potomac near Harper's Ferry and were marching into Maryland. That day, the residents of Urbana, a few miles south of Frederick, looked up in surprise to behold Confederate cavalry cantering into town. Late summer dust swirled about the troopers, but townspeople quickly recognized the gauntlets, plumed hat, and handsome cinnamon-colored beard of their commander. James Ewell Brown, Jeb Stewart himself, had come to Maryland. Those who favored the Southern cause were ecstatic. A delegation of Urbana's leading citizens invited Stewart and his officers to dinner at the house of a family named Cocky. After learning there would be young ladies present, Stewart quickly accepted. And that afternoon, the party laughed and sang until darkness fell and the moon shone through the windows. Stewart then suggested a promenade. Officers and girls paired off for a stroll under the trees. Many wound up at an abandoned female academy at the edge of town. Arm in arm, they wandered across the grounds or flirted in quiet rooms until the general walked out onto an upstairs balcony and bellowed, What a capital place for us to give a ball in honor of our arrival in Maryland. The next day, the school's ballroom was decorated and couriers delivered invitations to all the pretty young women in the village. Expecting Yankees at any minute, the Southerners picketed their horses near the academy and slept in their clothes with weapons nearby. That evening, September 8th, they brushed their uniforms and combed their hair. Carriages bearing the young ladies of Urbana soon clattered up to the school where their escorts waited. The crack band of the 18th Mississippi broke into Dixie and marched gaily up the lane. Officers and ladies fell in behind, and the procession entered the grand ballroom, now aglow with hundreds of candles. The men hung their sabers and pistols on the wall, women played with their fans, and the band arranged itself at one end of the room. Among the ladies was a pretty and very lively northern cousin of the Cockies, so strong in her pro-Confederate opinions that Stewart nicknamed her the New York Rebel. When his chief of staff asked her for the first dance and called for a polka, she sternly informed him that proper ladies only round-danced with their brothers and cousins, not strangers. The colonel bowed, called for a more formal quadrille, and the ball began. All was light and merriment until a rumbling in the distance caused heads to turn. They hoped it was thunder, but then came the crackle of rifle fire. A courier raced in, looking for Stuart. Federals were overrunning a nearby outpost and on their way to Urbana. Stuart's men buckled on their swords and raced for their horses. When they arrived at the scene of the action, they learned the Yankees had already begun to retreat and joined in the pursuit for several miles. By the time they returned to the academy, around midnight, most of the young women had gone home. Neighbors and troopers fanned out to invite them all back, and by one o'clock the ball had resumed in full swing. Beneath the brilliant moon and shining stars, the women clung adoringly to men just returned from victorious battle. The magic ended suddenly when a woman glanced over her partner's shoulder and screamed. Confederate wounded were being carried into the academy. The New York rebel rushed to the side of a boy who'd been hit in the shoulder and promptly fainted at the sight of so much blood. She recovered and insisted on staying with him. I'd get hit any day, said a love-struck young soldier, to have such surgeons dress my wounds. At dawn, the women returned to their homes. Two days later, Stuart's columns galloped out of Urbana as suddenly as they had come. Ten minutes later, angry federal cavalry swarmed around the cocky house and the academy. For the young women of Urbana, the whole thing was but a colorful memory, an improbable night of moonlight and roses, 
that would be all but erased a week later at another small Maryland town called Sharpsburg. Thank you.